At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, warmer for the Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas. For Chris Cousin with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson. Now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is Christmas Eve, so... A Merry Christmas Eve to all, and hopefully we can put some winners under the tree as we've only got four games on the college basketball board for this Sunday, but we're going to give you a picks and analysis on all four of them as we hit some bank shots. Segment number two, we're going to be chatting with one of our good friends, Tristan Freeman. He does such good work over at Bustin' Brackets. We'll talk about some of the surprise teams that we've seen thus far this season. Teams that he's feeling a little bit bullish slash bearish on, and he is out there in the city of Pittsburgh. So we are going to be talking a little bit about the lay of the land in the ACC. If you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you, for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at unit underscore D1. Keep in mind the letters EM. They mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated from there. You are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And I know that some of you guys were wondering if there would indeed be a podcast tomorrow. Well, we have not missed a day since November of 2019, so you betcha there's going to be a podcast. I could have any picks and analysis because there's no games on Christmas, but you'll get into how I began my sports betting journey, how I got into the sphere. I've got the system that I do as well, so you'll get a little bit of how I got into where I am. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun to take a look at this great game of college basketball on Saturday. Let's recap what we all got, try to find some trends, and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Well, unfortunately, I laid the points with my DK Network write-up pick. The better choice would have been the over because this game went to two overtimes, and Florida Atlantic, they get it done 96-95. It looked like they were going to get buried. In this game, by the way, they get down, I believe it was either 19-4 or 19-5. I think it was 19-5. They claw their way back. They trail at the half, but John L. Davis came up very big in this game. 35 massive points, 15 of 27 from the floor. And for Florida Atlantic, they lose a rebound battle, 52-39. to They lose a turnover battle, 16-12. to They just hit shots, and Arizona did not. For Arizona, they got... 
13 more field goal attempts. They got more free throw attempts. But Florida Atlantic shot 50% from the floor. Arizona, 38.8% from the floor. And Caleb Love, he was able to put in there 26 points, but it took him 25 shots to get there. So that was a bit of an issue on Florida Atlantic. A great win and one of the best games that we've seen all season long. UConn gets a win, but it was not a cover, and it was very much nip and tuck for UConn. They get the job done against St. John's by kind of 69-65. to 65. No uh, Donovan Queen in this game for UConn. And UConn won the rebound battle 37-34, to but you could tell that it was a little bit wobbly. Tristan Newton once again bailed this team out. 15 points, 6 assists, 9 rebounds, just 1 turnover as UConn did a good job taking care of the ball. But so did St. John's. Just 6 turnovers out of them. But for St. John's, they go just 4 of 18 from 3-point range. Yeah, UConn go 5 of 18 from 3-point range. And for UConn, Joel Soriano, 14 points, 11 rebounds. Would have perhaps liked a little bit more out of him for St. John's to be able to get that one. And one of the biggest disappointments in all of college basketball this year has been St. Mary's, and they fall once again on Saturday as a double-digit favorite. They lose outright to Missouri State, 69-64, to as Mitchell Saxon had 10 points, 10 rebounds. But it's a St. Mary's team as leaving a lot to be desired on the offensive side of things. This wasn't one of their worst offensive performances, but defensively, they did allow Missouri State to go 7-16 from 3 point range with Olsen Mason and Donovan Clay combining for 37 points. So Missouri State picks up a big win, and so does Alabama. They completely roll Eastern Kentucky 111-67. Those shots that were not falling a few nights ago against Arizona, they went 6-40 from 3. They were falling in this one. 19-38 from distance. Eastern Kentucky, by the way, allowing opponents to shoot darn near 44% from 3-point range thus far this season. I have to figure there's going to be a little bit of positivity doing there. I say, yeah, Cozart, 19 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks, but he can't block shots really from the outside. He's more of an interior player, and that's where Alabama was completely able to roll in this one. Also being able to roll, Xavier, the X-Men. They take down old Seton Hall by a count of 74 to 54 for Xavier. They go 10 of 20 from three-point range at Seton Hall, just 2 of 15 from distance. So you had some big-time issues there from Seton Hall. As Seton Hall actually were able to play even up on the glass, but they also lost the turnover battle by a count of 14 to 9 as well. So all around a pretty rough night for them. We've hit upon a few teams that are towards the top in all of college basketball already in terms of best and worst teams against the spread. Certainly Arizona, despite the fact that they lose on Saturday, maybe they will make you quite a bit of money thus far, 9-2 against the spread, so maybe they will do a pretty rock-solid job. And then we're going to be previewing in the final segment a Nevada team that has went 9-3 against the spread. But if you're looking at a team that has fallen on some tough times in terms of being able to cover numbers, it is Vanderbilt. That is up until what we saw on Saturday. Vanderbilt, they were able to hang in there against Memphis. They lose this game by kind of 77 to 75. Vanderbilt now 4-8 against the spread thanks to that cover, but for Vanderbilt, they go 10 of 26 from three-point range, and Ezra Magnon, 22 points, four assists. He's a big reason why Vanderbilt was able to have the spirited effort in this one, and for Memphis, they win this game because they get 35 free throw attempts to Vanderbilt's 22, and for Memphis, Davi Jones steps up once again, 28 points, nine rebounds, so a good solid effort to be able to get that one in. Villanova is all of a sudden eight and five against the spread, and they just completely pound the tar out of DePaul. 84 to 48, and my goodness gracious, this is just sad to watch what we have seen out of DePaul this far this season. As for DePaul, they allow Villanova to go 12 of 22 from three point range. They went four of 24 from distance. Mac ATN got his first point as a DePaul Blue Demon in game number five, so yippee skippy there, but good grief. 
They lose a rebound battle 43-25. to Just an absolute lambasting with Hakeem Hart coming in off the bench for Villanova. He was able to supply the team with 20 points. DePaul now 2-8-1 against the spread. So it's been really rough there. By the way, UConn with their non-cover on Saturday. They fell to 7-6 against the spread. A team that has been very good to the under over the last few years has been Rutgers. They play yet another under on Saturday, 70-60, to Mississippi State. They were able to get the job done at the Prudential Center. I was saying this on the podcast yesterday. If this were played at the rack, I feel like it would be a different story, but it was not as Jimmy Bell Jr. just completely dominated down low. 17 points, 18 rebounds, 3 blocks for a Rutgers team, and all of a sudden, they are 9 unders and 2 overs in their games thus far this season. That's one of the best marks in all of college basketball, and for Rutgers, he did have Andre Hyatt chip in their 18 points, but... Another low-scoring slog in this one. Yet, overtime be the killer of this underdog, and I was on this underdog, so I feel your pain there. 85-75. to 75. Butler loses in overtime to Providence for Providence. They were leading throughout much of the game. It was sort of a touch-and-go sort of situation, but Devontae Gaines, Devin Carter, they come up with a combined 41 points. Carter, 9 boards, and Joshua Duru, Bryce Hopkins, a combined 27 rebounds for Providence. They win the rebound battle overall. 47 to 43, and despite this game going to overtime, he had 12 turnovers between these two teams. So a lot of efficient play happening out there in the Big East. You've also got a Detroit team that, while they were able to get the cover, they are still winless. 83 to 66. This Detroit team just have not been able to put up buckets all season long. So that was relatively sad to see. And this was enlightening. You had UNC Asheville be able to take down. Kennesaw State, we give our Odalene Kiffin goals by kind of 79-70. to 70. This was a rematch of a game that went to overtime a few weeks ago. This is the second straight time that these two teams met up in the underhead and for Asheville. They win this game because they go 28-31 of 31 at the free throw line with Drew Pember. 21 points while going 17-18 of 18 at the free throw line. You can say what you want about that. I do think that it's very strange when you see that sort of a scoring output and pretty much all of it is off of free throws, but that was a very interesting nip and tuck game. And how about Santa Clara coming up with another win and another cover? They do so against Duquesne, 81-73, as this is a Santa Clara bunch that they have already three wins on their ledger against Pac-12 teams. They go 8 of 15 from 3 power range. They were without 7-footer Christoph Tilly. They still won the rebound battle by kind of 35 to 33. 19 big points out of Adama Ball and Carlos Marshall apiece. Meanwhile, Dede Grant tried to be able to get this one to the window all by himself. He had 32 points, but just was unable to do so. And then, to put a capper on things, we still have this team as a undefeated team, and they get a, yet another cover. How about Ole Miss and the fact that they take it to their interstate foe in Southern Miss, 89-72. Andre Corbello actually did not look bad in this one. He had 24 minutes, 13 points. He did foul out, though, and he did have three turnovers. So, that's the old Andre Corbello experience. Meanwhile, for Ole Miss, 11 of 19 from three-point range. You had Matthew Morrell coupled with Jalen Murray combined to go 9 of 14 from three-point range. 47 total points. Ole Miss wins the rebound battle. They win the turnover battle 16 to 7, and Ole Miss really has it going. And despite the fact that they're undefeated, by the way, Ole Miss only about 6 and 6 against the spread as well. So do be keeping notes there. And if you're taking a look at college basketball right now, take note that 
we have been seeing a little bit more of a shift to the under in recent days. Now, if you look overall for the season, overs still have the lead. 987 overs to 956 unders. Meanwhile, home underdogs, they are 224, 217, and 10 against the spread. While the favorites and underdogs, about as even Steven as it gets. Overall for the season against the spread, favorites are 967, 966, and 30 against the spread. So these bookmakers are doing a pretty stinking good job there. Meanwhile, if you look at the last seven days, it's actually been quite barren for home underdogs. 22, 26, and 2 there. Meanwhile, unders are hitting at about 51% over the last seven days. 130 unders to 125 overs. And favorites over the last seven days, they're starting to reign supreme. 131, 121, and 6 against the spread. So that's what we're seeing in college basketball right now. That's what we all got on Saturday. Now let's take a look at what we're getting in the ACC and some teams that our good friend Tristan Freed with busting brackets is feeling bullish and bearish on. We do that next right here on Coast Coast Soups with myself, Greg Eats Peters, and now a part of the Peace and Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, they want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. And we're back here in Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Ames Peterson, now part of the Visa Family of Podcasts. It is always good to be joined by this man. We've got Tristan Freeman aboard. He does such good work over at Boston Brackets, taking a look at this game that we all know and love of college basketball. I know you can see him occasionally when it comes to the Field of 68's newsletter as well. He does a nice job on that front. I know that he's been joining a lot more podcasts, and I know he's been doing a great job with his analysis of the ACC, Atlantic 10, and really all 362 D1 teams here. I will follow him on Twitter slash X at Hoopsun351. And Tristan, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Tristan. And Tristan, you're based out there in the Pittsburgh area. You get to see up close and in person a lot of these teams in the ACC. And just to lead things off, what have you made out of this conference as far as this season? Because I'll be honest with you, outside of some of your blue blood teams like Duke and North Carolina, expectations were relatively low for me. And I've been pleasantly surprised by the way that a few teams, most notably a team like a Clemson, has been able to rise up this season. Yeah, I think Clemson has been the early surprise for the league. I mean, they've had a strong start. Even with the loss to Memphis on the road, they're still a top 25 caliber team and someone that you should take serious. I think overall, the ACC certainly has it, has had its ups and downs and teams down such as Louisville and Notre Dame and even Florida State. Because struggles is a big concern because you don't really want to have a true bottom. And there's still a lot of other teams like Wake Forest, Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, NC State that I think people aren't necessarily so sure about. So even after everyone's played around 10-11 games, I think there's still a lot of questions that's yet to be answered. Yep, there is quite a few questions that need to be answered. And with the ACC, I feel like a lot of the questions that most of these teams have are on the defensive side of things. I don't know if you've been gathering that or not, but I feel like in the ACC, it's sort of what we saw last year where there's a lot of high-powered offenses. And I will give a little bit of credit to Duke. I think that they've been able to do a solid job on defense. But I feel like as a conference, if this team could be able to take up just a little bit more on defense, that there's a lot of teams that could be able to make a run in March. I think the, the only truly bad defenses in the league was probably Louisville, maybe Florida State, but the others can play defense. We've seen signs from Georgia Tech that they can be a good defensive unit now that they have all their pieces together. Obviously, Virginia is going to be one of their, those teams at the top. I'm not necessarily too worried about the defenses. I think some of these offenses probably have more questions to deal with, especially some of the 
newer and younger backcourts. I do think that with some of these backcourts, we are just seeing some amazing offense out of them as well. As joining me on the show, we do have Tristan Freeman, who does absolutely tremendous work over at Boston Brackets and a team that we're not going to be seeing for a little bit, but I do fear a little bit of regression with them. That'd be Miami because this is a Miami team that I still remember two years ago when they made that first Elite Eight run. What they really did a nice job of was being able to generate steals. They would always win the turnover battle. And with this Miami team, they're one of the best shooting teams in all of college basketball. But I do have my question marks as to whether or not it's sustainable to have five of your top six scores shooting north of 41.4% from three-point range with the outlier being no Chad Omir. I'm not sure how you look at this Miami team, but I think that they're once again very dangerous. But I do have question marks on if they have a cold shooting night, if they're going to be able to overcome that because these numbers just seem to be a little bit unsustainable. Yeah, and speaking of defense, they're the one team whose defense I think it, it is going to be a struggle. I mean, they're not a fairly deep team, and they don't really have a lot of size at all. I mean, outside Michael Nwoko, their lineup is basically a bunch of six, seven guys and smaller, and in certain situations it can work for them, but in others it can be a detriment. When we've seen that so far, I guess a team like Colorado, where Tristan De Silva just absolutely ate them up, there's other teams in the ACC that can do the same to them. And if their guards aren't making shots, they're absolutely going to be vulnerable. Yep, I do think so as well. And I do think that that is going to be very much a team worth taking note of moving forward. And I think that they're one of the more fascinating teams in this conference as is a team that you cover. We have yet to address them. So let's do that right now with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, we're going to be seeing them after the holidays. I think that their next game is going to be on Saturday against Syracuse. But what have you gathered out of their 9-3 and three start? Because when I take a look at teams that they've got really good metrics but have played against softer schedules, teams like Pittsburgh, teams like TCU sort of come to the forefront. And that leaves me in sort of a wait-and-see mode on there, whether or not I can buy slash sell. Because with Pittsburgh, I just need to see them be able to win a step-up game or two before I can once again say that this is a team that should be able to return to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, right now, Pitt's best win is Purdue for Wayne because I think West Virginia just isn't going to look very good down the road in Oregon State either. Their top games so far have been close losses to Clemson and Missouri. You know, you could argue that Pitt could easily won those games if it wasn't for offensive droughts, but at the same time, if Bub Carrington, their freshman star, can't score, they've at times been Blake Kinson or Bust. And that's going to be a concern. You know, they, they've had recently a lineup change where now Zach Austin and Federico Federico is not coming off the bench. We'll see if Guillermo Diaz Grahams can sort of ignite something for them offensively. But you're right, they're a team that could definitely have some scoring issues whenever Ishley Gitt and Blake Kinson isn't going off on them. So, so their team is starting with a road game against Syracuse on the 30th, they're going to have to prove that they're a legit team. Luckily for them, the metrics are doing much better for them compared to last year, but they're also going to have to start winning some quad one and two games. Yep, I do think that with Pittsburgh, if they can just pick up a big win when it comes to those games of late December, early January, that's going to be a nice stabilizer for them because we've seen them beat up on North Carolina AT, Jacksonville, these sorts of teams. Can they do it in a step-up game? I think that that's a big question. And are there any teams similar to Pittsburgh that you identify that they've been able to put up some nice metrics, but you're not buying into them? Because I did mention another one in TCU. We're going to see how they fare in the back half of the Diamond Egg Classic as well. But they're another team that I look at those numbers and they're very nice. But at the same time, 
who have they necessarily beaten? I do think that Houston is a real deal, but again, I would like to see them play a little bit more competition as well. Are there a couple teams like this that they might have good numbers? They might be towards the top of the net, but you want to see them do it against a little better competition. I kind of will just ignore the Big 12 overall. There's a lot of teams, if you want to include Oklahoma and there BYU, <laughs> whose numbers are great. Ultimately, someone's going to go 4-14 four and 14 in that league. They're not all going to beat each other. I think we could agree that there's definitely a, a tier between the Baylors and Kansas and then next tier. So someone's going to lose, and I think it's ultimately going to work out for itself. I think if you're a team like BYU, you're probably going to be okay if you go 7-11 in league play, but are they good enough to get seven wins in that conference? That remains to be seen. And I think if you look at the SEC, some of those teams are going to also ha- have their fair share. I mean, Ole Miss is a team that the numbers don't necessarily love either because they have that slow start. I'm curious to see what they're going to do in league play because teams in the middle like Auburn, Alabama, Arkansas have sort of struggled. So I, I don't know if the conference is going to be able to beat each other up and looks necessarily good outside of the Kentucky-Tennessee matchups. I am curious to see what happens with that league because some of those bubble teams could probably fall down if they don't go, say, 10-8 and eight in league play. Yep, I do think that there's some big question marks there, and I think that that's astutely pointed out by you. So a little bit of wait-and-see mode there as we do have Tristan Freeman, who does such amazing work over at Boston Brackets, joining me right here on Coast to Coast Soups. And Tristan, I do think that we've got ourselves a really nice landscape right now in college basketball. We've got some teams rising up. We've got some teams that have been falling in. This could be an ACC team. This could be a mid-major, a high-major. You can pick your poison here. What about a few teams as far as the season that you've identified that maybe you were a little bit lower on towards the start of the season that now you're starting to come around on and you're warming up to? Yeah, I think one team that I thought was going to take a big step back was Utah State. I mean, considering they lost their head coach and lost several other key pieces, I thought this would just be a rebuilding year for them. And so far, they're 11-1. and Looked really good throughout the non-conference campaign. I think Danny Sprinkle has been absolutely fantastic for them. They've just gotten great production from a lot of their guys. Ian Martinez, great Osibor, who followed them from Montana State. Jackson Grant. I mean, Utah State is probably the biggest surprise in the Mountain West. And it's a league where just about anyone in the top half could win that league. I could see New Mexico winning it, Utah State, Nevada San Diego State still has the pedigree. New Mexico was a team that I picked, but at this point, it could be wide open. I'm very fascinated to see how that league works out. Yeah, I do think that that is going to be a fun league to take a look at. And New Mexico is one of those teams as well, but I do think on the national landscape, they could be one of the most dangerous teams in all of college basketball as well because we always talk about the offense with New Mexico, but the defense has been very good as well. The team hasn't necessarily had their full alignment of pieces darn near all season long as well. Do you think that this is a New Mexico team that when it's all said and done, they might be a top 25 team that is really vying for like a sweet 16 bid because I'm starting to believe that they are in that sort of class. Yeah, coming in, I think we all knew that Jamal Mashburn and Jayton House was going to be one of the better backcourts in the country, even though I think those two only played like one or two games together. But Donovan Dent becoming a 17-point-per-game score all-league guy is a welcome surprise. And then the freshman, I mean, JT Toppin has been an outstanding forward for them, along with Nelly Jr. Joseph, the transfer from Iona, and then True Washington, who's the cousin, and that's 
forget how that worked out. A cousin or nephew of Kentucky guard Ty Ty Washington. He's been fantastic. So the depth they have makes it so that they haven't even needed both of the guards and still been able to win. They're just so deep, so talented, can shoot and score the ball at a high level. I've picked them to win the league, and I see no reason why not to pick them. It will be interesting to see what happens when they're fully equipped because some guys is going to have to settle for smaller roles, and we'll see how that affects the overall chemistry. Yep, we will see how that affects them, but I really do like what I'm seeing out of them as well. This has been a team that has been elevating, in my opinion, and I do think that it is very important to be taking a look at them. And I do think that the Mountain West as a conference, they've really been one of the biggest surprises in all of college basketball. I'm so glad you pointed them out as well. Teams like Utah State, you get on the list. It has been tremendous to watch them work. As joining me on the show, we do have Tristan Freeman, who does amazing work over at Boston Brackets, and I'll go to the flip side as well. We're a few teams that you're looking at and you're thinking, man, I was hoping for a little bit more out of them because we were talking about everything that is good with the Mountain West. And St. Mary's just lands on this list. They brought back so many guys from last year and their offense. They just can't get anything going whatsoever. So there's certainly a team for me if we're looking at a West Coast point of view that has been standing out. But we're a few teams in general that you want to watch out for a little bit more towards the beginning of the new year and see if they're able to rise up because they just haven't lived up to expectations at this point. If I pick the power conference team first, I want to say Missouri. I think they're a team that they, they've had a couple injuries, but they haven't looked bad enough to where I would be down on them. But I do wonder how they'll look in SEC play. Another team to watch is Oregon because they've just dealt with so many injuries that who knows who's going to be coming back. I think I saw a report yesterday that Nate Biddle could be out for the year. They're a big man to Folly Dante's having that foot injury. And it's one of those to where he's been day-to-day for the past two months. That is not a good thing when you don't really know the prognosis of your big man's foot. And then they still have several guards who's been limping. So they're a team who still has quietly been okay. They're 8-3 and three and haven't had an awful resume. But they could get exposed really quickly in Pac-12 play if these injuries continue to be a problem for them. Yep, I do think that that's a team that has a little bit of an issue as well. And I do have my question marks there. But someone that I don't have any question marks with is you, Tristan. You do such tremendous work over there at Boston Brackets. You, much like myself, going to be getting a nice little bit of rest and relaxation here over the holiday period as we've got a few games for the Diamond at Classic on Sunday. Then we can kick our feet up relax with some family before we really get into the meat of conference play. You do such great work over there. Like I said, over at the field of 68, I know you've been doing some great work for them as well. So let the good people at home know it's on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, you can follow me at hoopsnut351 on Twitter slash X. You can also follow at Busted Brackets for all the latest stories. And non-conference play is just about over with outside of the games on the 29th. And we'll just be getting straight into league play. And based on what happened to Big East, it should be a very fun time. It should be a very fun time. Tristan does such tremendous work taking a look at this game of basketball that we all know and love and every single time he joins this podcast he lends such great insight so big thanks to Tristan for joining me on Coast Coast Hoops now part of the Visa family podcast and coming next it's not an expansive slate of college basketball we've only got four games for the Diamond Egg Classic but I give you picks and analysis on those four games next as we hit some bank shots 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. And we're back here in Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. It is always great to get Tristan Freeman aboard. He does absolutely impeccable work over at Boston Brackets, taking a look at this great game that we all know and love every single time he joins this show. Always makes us a little bit smarter about this game and certainly has been a topsy-turvy year out there in the ACC and just all across college basketball, and he's done a great job deciphering it all. So a big thanks to Tristan for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on all four games on the betting board for this Christmas Eve as we hit some bank shots. Most financial establishments close at a certain time, but not here. It is time for a side and total on every game on today's betting board bank shots. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter slash X feed at GNNers41 and very easy to be able to do it for today. We've got no extra games board or anything like that, so... These four games are going to be in time order, so that keeps things all very easy. Let's get started. 641-642 on the bank board. Temple is going to be playing against Portland. This is out in Hawaii. Portland is a three-point underdog. Your total on this game is there between 151 and 151.5. And, and with Portland, I did set them as a six-and-a-half-point underdog. I'm going to be willing to lay with Temple. I recognize that Temple has their shortcomings, but this is just a ghastly defense right now. For Portland, Portland outside the top 275 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And I recognize that Temple has been dealing with a few injuries. Temple, not necessarily the world's greatest rebounding team. You really don't have anyone giving you north of six to six half rebounds per game. Temple right around about 219th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. But at the very least, they're not getting cooked on the regular end. It's very concerning that you've got a Portland team that is giving up right around about 17 and a half to 18 more points per one hour possessions when they're away from home rather than when they are at home. And I do think that Micah Piccarelli might be the X factor for this Temple team as he's been the one guy that has been a constant in terms of being able to shoot from three-part range, shooting in the neighborhood about 40% from distance. And you saw some top flight guys for the Temple team like Heisier Miller. So a nice job giving 18 points, four and a half assists to right around about 2.3 turnovers per contest. They've been dealing with some ailments to Julia White. That's been a little bit concerning, but he should be probably good to go in this one. It is a Temple team that has been Having Steve Settle give you a little bit more rebounding as well, about five and a half boards, and at six foot ten, six foot eleven, he's able to pop threes. And then you take a look at this Portland team, and it's been all about Tyler Robertson. Tyler Robertson, very nice point forward, sixteen and a half points, four boards, four assists. And while Temple doesn't do a lot of pickpocketing, they do a go up against a Portland team that's had a really tough time taking care of the ball. Fourteen turnovers per game. They do have a pair of guys in Vukas and Message, along with Tyler Harris, who both been able to shoot north of forty-four percent from three-point range. Message. 
began his career over at Hofstra and Maine and has really been able to come to the forefront with about 12 and a half points per contest, but you do have a little bit of top-heavy team as well that, outside of Harris, you don't have a single guy in this roster giving north of 4.3 rebounds per game. So that Achilles heel of Temple, not doing a great job of being able to corral balls on the glass, being able to get those rebounds, they should have an advantage, especially with Sam Hoffman coming into his own. He's been logging about 7 rebounds per game as they will put in their 5-plus in 4 of the team's last 5, and though Temple has its wards, I do think that they're going to come out and give a good performance, and did something total relatively high as well. You've got a pair of teams that do rank in the top 100 in terms of total possessions per game. It's an early game. This is going to be 8.30 local time on Christmas Eve, so the guys might be a little bit groggy, but with the grogginess, I think that it reflects a little bit more on the defensive side of things, and do think that this is close enough for late game felling. So my total 152.5, so looking at the over with the total at 151.5, and with Dumple, set them as a 6.5 point favorite, so won't delay the number. This is going to be the DK Network right up pick. It is 6.43, 6.44. UMass is playing against Old Dominion. Old Dominion is a 6.5 point underdog, and your total on this game is hanging between 154 and a half and 155 and I set this line at UMass minus 11.5. My write-up is going to be laying the points with the Minutemen. This is a Minutemen team that has been able to do a really nice job featuring their twin towers down low. You're getting a combined about 15.5 rebounds per game out of Josh Cole Matt Cross, 34.5 points, 3 seals per game, and that's a big thing with this UMass team as well. UMass a top 45 team in all of college basketball in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis, and even though UMass is a top 45 team in terms of total possessions per game, they take care of it. 11.3 turnovers per game. If you do have a little bit of a kryptonite with this UMass team, it has been the bad free throw shooting. They are 66.4% of the free throw line. That is a bottom 40 mark in all of college basketball. But Old Dominion shoots below 64% at the free throw line when they're away from home as well. And they've been relying upon Chauncey Jenkins and Vashon Alouette to really do a solid job with regards to their scoring with Elite. I think I called him Alouette to start out with. I apologize to him. I take a look at these two guys, and they've been able to give you about 31 points per contest. They're both shooting north of 36.5% from three-point range, but really other than the 12 points per game that you get out of Tyrone Williams, you just don't have much else outside of that. R.J. Blakeney, who comes from, from Dayton, I had higher expectations for him. He's only been able to log about six and a half points per game, and this team really doesn't do a great job on the glass. You've got Tyrone Williams, who's been able to give you six and a half rebounds per game. Nobody else with north of 5.1 rebounds per game. It is a UMass team that they rebound north of 36% of their missed shots, 14th in the country in terms of offensive rebound rate, going up against an Old Dominion team that is outside the top 275 in terms of their overall rebound rate. Now to the credit of Old Dominion, a very nice offensive showing against Temple, giving up 63 points, but Prior to that, this team had been getting absolutely cooked. That is the only game this month in which they have given up fewer than 80 points, and this team has given up at least 73 points to all but three of the Division One teams that they have played thus far this season. Not that UMass has necessarily been like some sort of a rock-solid defense or anything like that, but for this UMass team, you're getting a better effort than 305th in the country in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, like you are getting from this old Dominion team with UMass. It does feel like they're starting to get a little bit more outside shooting with Rashul Diggins being able to shoot about 37.5% from three. Daniel Hinkins Sanford has been able to step up as well. I think that the sheer size of UMass is going to take it out of an Old Dominion team that I don't think that they're going to be able to force a lot of turnovers. Old Dominion is probably going to lose a turnover battle. They're going to lose a rebound battle. And that size, I think, is going to really wear on an Old Dominion team that doesn't want to be sped up. And UMass has had an uncanny ability of being able to speed teams up, scoring at least 70 points in all but one of their games thus far this season. So, did some my total 153.5. I do think that UMass going to do a good job holding Old Dominion to one and done opportunities, so I'm going to be willing to look at the under there, as I think that Old Dominion slows it 
down a little bit, but UMass still speeds them up just enough, and I do think that UMass going to be able to win that turnover battle and win this game comfortably. My write-up is on UMass laying the number and going to be looking at the under. 6.45, 6.46 on the betting board. TCU playing a true road game against Hawaii. Hawaii is a 5.5 point home underdog. Totals between 149.5 and 150. I do think that TCU should be the favorite, but can I make them a four-point favorite? If you look at the raw metrics of TCU, they're very good. They're a top team in terms of points scored and points allowed on a per-possession basis in all of college basketball, 18th as a matter of fact in the country in terms of offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency. They're right there as well, but take a look at who TCU has played thus far this season, and it's been a whole bunch of nobodies. Recognize that they had that tremendous game number one in this event against Old Dominion. You just heard what I think of Old Dominion. So there's that. And got a TCU team that still isn't an amazing three-point shooting team. They're shooting 32.5% from three against really bad competition. You got Emmanuel Miller, Lon Kobe Coles. These guys have been able to light it up at about 36% from three-point range. Combined for about 11.5 rebounds per game. And I do think that TCU is going to be able to do a good job down low. But for a while, they've got a seven-footer Mosek, who's a very good rim protector. He's able to give you a little bit north of a block, about four boards per contest. And then you've got Justin McCoy, Bernardo Da Silva combining for about 23 points. They both give you about six and a half rebounds per game. And this Hawaii team has a forte of being able to control the outside. Not only do they do a good job of being able to guard three-point shots, as Hawaii last year was a top 35 team in all of college basketball in terms of opponents' three-point shooting percentage, and they've been quite solid this year. But this is a team that, as well, has been one of the better three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball as well. And they get to go up against a TCU team that I just alluded to the really, really soft schedule. And despite that, they're still right around 211th in the country in opponent's three-point shooting percentage. This while you've got Noel Coleman along with McCoy, who I was mentioning before, both shooting above 38% from three-point range. As a matter of fact, your top four scores for Hawaii that made at least one three this far this year, shooting at least 38.2% from three-point range as a collective. Hawaii only about 11 turnovers, shooting 35.5% from three-point range. Got good depth in the backcourt with Juan Munoz along with the transfer from Yale and Matthew Cotton being able to give you some nice ancillary scoring. They're combining for about 15.5 points per contest, so do like what I'm seeing there. It is a TCU team that I do think that they're going to be able to generate a few more turnovers on this Hawaii team, and you can tell that Hawaii is very comfortable with playing a little bit more of a slow and controlled style. They have not gotten past 70 points in each other last three games, but it is a Hawaii team that last year was in the top 30 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis for this Hawaii bunch. They have allowed north of 73 points just two times thus far this season. So I do think that they're going to be able to hold up in this one. That'll keep it a little bit lower scoring against a TCU team that I've got my question marks with their offense. I did set TCU as a four-point favorite. I do think that they out-physical Hawaii, but I don't think that they win by margin. So I'm going to be willing to take five and a half with Hawaii and I'm diving in on the under sub-by-tow at 146 and wrap things up with 647, 648 on the bang board. It is Georgia Tech and Nevada doing battle for the Diamond Egg Classic title and with Nevada, they are a six half to a seven point favor with your total between 140 and 140.5. Did set my line at five and a half. I'm going to be one, take the points. Georgia Tech had a pretty ghastly loss to begin the season against UMass Lowell, but ever since then, they've really been able to right the ship after that just line basing that they took against Cincinnati. This has been a completely different team. Love what Damon Sotomayor is doing. He's got this team on a nice four game win streak. This Georgia Tech team has already knocked off Duke this season, and for Georgia Tech, the big key for this team is that now they've got more down low. They were dealing with an injury to begin the season to Bay 
Dongo, hopefully I said that correctly, 11 points, 9.5 boards, nearly 2 blocks per contest for the 6'9 freshman. He's been one of the more unheralded players in all of college basketball. Now, I do think that Nevada is going to be able to win this game, and I do think that they're going to be able to do a good job of having some control of this game as well, because with Nevada, what they do is the little things. They don't necessarily stand out in, like, points scored, points allowed on a per-possession basis. They're not necessarily a team that has one set forte, other than the fact that they don't do stupid mistakes. They pick up all their defensive assignments. They don't turn the ball over with about nine and a half turnovers per game. They shoot a little bit over 74% at the free throw line. They get to the free throw line. They shoot about 33% from three-point range. It's nothing amazing. It's nothing terrible. And to reflect the fact that this team doesn't miss defensive assignments, Nevada, 23rd in the country. In terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, it is a Georgia Tech team that has been having some ups and downs on the defensive side of things on her 13th in the country. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis, but that was without their main big man in the fold for much of the season. Meanwhile, for Nevada, you know, I've had Nick Davidson really be able to step up for this bunch with Davidson, seven boards, 11.5 points, stands right around six foot nine. He just makes a bunch of little plays for this team, much like Keenan Blackshear. He's just been tremendous. Five assists, five and a half rebounds, 15 and a half points. Doesn't shoot it well from three, but takes good control of the offense along Jared Lucas, who's your main scorer shooting in the mid-30s from three-point range. But with Georgia Tech, I do think that you're going to see this backcourt step up a little bit more. It's been a little bit shocking what we've seen out of Amari Abraham. He hasn't given this team much, has not been seen here in Hawaii. And without him, this team has been just fine, as we've been noticing a little bit more recently out of Kyle Sturvent, who had 21 points in that first game against UMass. While Miles Kelly doesn't shoot it well from three-point range, he gives you 15 points. He gives you six boards per contest. Meanwhile, Kawasi Reeves has been that main three-point shooter. And for Georgia they're shooting just 29% from three-point range. Are they an amazing shooting team? No, they are not. But I do think that we should see a little bit of a rise there. And this team has done a good job of being able to defend the rim with Tafari Gapere really stepping up as well. He's now been able to give you one and a half blocks per contest in the minutes that he has been seeing. He's really done a nice job with them as he's been able to log seven plus points in four out of the team's last five games as well. So I do think that things are going to be a little bit more defensive oriented in this game. I did semi total 141 and a half though, just because. I do think that you get some late game falling. This is a Georgia Tech team that is playing a little bit faster this season as well. And like I said, I do think that we do see a little bit of a bounce upward for this Georgia Tech three-point shooting. And for Nevada, they play very clean with regards to not turning the ball over, which means that they can maximize those possessions. So looking at the oversell, I told 141.5 and at six or higher, going to be taking the points with Georgia Tech. And that'll wrap things up for this Christmas Eve edition of Coast Coast Soups, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. If you do like sharing from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you have a question, comment, segment, idea, what I have before this podcast, you do have one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter slash X timeline at gnet underscore d1. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I'll be coming at you guys every single day on this podcast. That includes on Christmas Day as well. So big thanks to Tristan Freeman Boston Brackets for joining me today, and just a heads up, no guests tomorrow. I don't want to make anyone have to work on Christmas, so you'll just be hearing from me tomorrow, and hopefully you're having happy holidays, and let's get some winners. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and I'll be back with you once you get along.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.